0: December 13th, Revelation chapter four, verses one through 11. Then as I, John, looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven, and the same voice I had heard before spoke to me with the sound of a mighty trumpet blast. The voice said, Come up here, and I will show you what must happen after these things. And instantly I was in the spirit, and I saw a throne in heaven, And someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones, jasper, and carnelian. And the glow of an emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. Twenty-four thrones surrounded him, and twenty-four elders sat on them. They were all clothed in white, and had gold crowns on their heads. And from the throne came flashes of lightning, and the rumble of thunder and in front of the throne were seven lampstands with burning flames. They are the seven spirits of God. In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass, sparkling like crystal. In the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes front and back. The first of these living beings had the form of a lion. The second looked like an ox. The third had a human face and the fourth had the form of an eagle, with wings spread out as though in flight. Each of these living beings had six wings, and their wings were covered with eyes inside and out. Day after day, and night after night, they keep on saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. Whenever the living beings give glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down and worship the one who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for You created everything, and it is for Your pleasure that they exist and were created. This week's Bible meditation,
1: Romans 3:23 and 24. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Isn't it amazing that actually the point of life is not to ease the discomfort. The point of life is not to ease the challenges and difficulties. It now recognizes I'm going through stuff because I don't fit here. I just don't fit here. I, I can prove it to you even in the overall Bible narrative. Do you remember Adam and Eve? The first man and woman who lived, you know where they lived? Home. They lived in your home and my home. That's the home We're headed to it was God's original plan But because of their free will that God gave them They exercised that free will to compromise the perfect environment called home And God said I have got to remove you from this home I'm going to redeem you and bring you back But you've got to come outside your home And they were kicked out of their home And if you'll read in the narrative They were never told where to go Because there's only one space they're supposed to be in And that's home. And so they would wander from there. And as the Bible story goes on in our history of faith, God chooses a man named Abram, who he will rename Abraham. And guess what defines his life? Wandering. In fact, if you run into Abraham at the right time and ask him where he's going, he'd say, I got no idea. I'm just going. He was a wanderer. Hundreds of years later, Abraham's children, if you will, are enslaved in Egypt. Under the tyranny of the Egyptians, God supernaturally and miraculously delivers them. And do you know where they go from there? Wandering. A trip that should have took them 44 days takes them 40 years. You move on from there and Jesus himself, Redeemer, Messiah, comes upon the scene, is born in Bethlehem. And in his public ministry, he's quoted saying, I have nowhere to lay my head. I'm a wanderer. What's the messaging here, God? You're not home here. This is not, don't get too cozy and comfortable here because this is not your home. Look at what 1 Peter says. 1 Peter in chapter 2, I believe it is. Friends, friends, this world is not your home. So don't make yourselves cozy in it. Now, listen, I can get cozy with the best of them. I love getting cozy, right, with Chelsea, watching a movie. That's great. But he's talking about our outlook, our perspective, our priorities, our objectives. Don't get cozy in it. No, 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 no. I'm not here to get cozy. I'm here because I'm called to tell a story in my brief stay here. You, you, you don't fit here. That's why you're feeling some of the things you're feeling. You weren't made for this plagued planet. You were made for home. And we are on our way. But in the meantime, we have a story to tell. Romans chapter 12, look what it says in verses 1 and 2 in the Message Bible as well. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, are sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Recognize what you're doing. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become, listen now, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on home. I'm sorry, God, who is your Home.
0: Psalm 132, verses 1 through 18. Some students believe that this psalm was written when the Jewish exiles returned to their land from Babylon. This theory explains why David is mentioned. It was a difficult time, as the Jews tried to rebuild their temple, their city, and their nation, and their beloved King David had been involved in these endeavors. The returned exiles wanted God to remember his covenant with David and restore their land. And so we'll read about uh, the temple here in uh, this psalm. David yearned to build the temple, but the Lord chose his son Solomon instead. However, David provided the plans for the temple and much of the wealth needed. Would God desert his people as they tried to rebuild the temple that meant so much to David? We'll read about the throne. God promised that David's line would continue on the throne, but now Israel was without a king. In fact, there would be no king until Jesus came, and then they would reject him. One day he will return and restore David's throne. And we'll read about the city itself, Jerusalem. It was in ruins. But it was the city of David, and would not be forgotten by the Lord. He would dwell there, bless his people, and give them joy. He would restore power, which is the horn, and he would restore the light, the lamp, and make the city a testimony to the nations. Listen, when the going is tough, remember those feeble Jews who sacrificed to restore what sin had destroyed. They prepared the way for the Son of God who came to their city and temple and gave his life for the sins of the world. Psalm 132, verses 1 through 18, a song for the ascent to Jerusalem. Lord, remember David and all that he suffered. He took an oath before the Lord. He vowed to the mighty one of Israel, I will not go home, I will not let myself rest, I will not let my eyes sleep, nor close my eyelids in slumber, until I find a place to build a house for the Lord, a sanctuary for the Mighty One of Israel. We heard that the ark was in Ephrathah. Then we found it in the distant countryside of Jair. Let us go to the dwelling place of the Lord. Let us bow low before Him. Arise, O Lord, and enter your sanctuary along with the ark, the symbol of your power. Your priests will be agents of salvation. May your local servants sing for joy. For the sake of your servant David, do not reject the king you chose for your people. The Lord swore to David a promise he will never take back. I will place your descendants on your throne. If your descendants obey the terms of my covenant and follow the decrees that I teach them, then your royal line will never end. For the Lord has chosen Jerusalem. He has desired it as his home. This is my home, where I will live forever, he said. I will live here, for this is the place I desired. I will make this city prosperous, and satisfy its poor with food. I will make its priests the agents of salvation, It's godly people will sing for joy. Here I will increase the power of David. My anointed one will be a light for my people. I will clothe his enemies with shame, but he will be a glorious king. Proverbs 29, verses 24 and 25 If you assist a thief, you are only hurting yourself. You will be punished, if you report the crime, but you will be cursed if you don't. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but to trust the Lord means safety.